You're tuning into the Glow Hour. Welcome or welcome back. I'm your host, Chris, and how are we doing, everybody? I don't know why it feels like it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast episode, but uh, we are here. Last week, we talked about how to spend your time wisely. So naturally, I thought, well, this week, I want to talk about how to spend your money wisely. And I never want to tell people how to spend their money because those are very personal decisions. So I was kind of all over the place in trying to figure out how to gather my thoughts for today's episode because it's kind of a loaded topic and I won't be able to cover everything I want to say, but I wanted to talk today specifically about feeling discontent when it comes to material items and how Social media has distorted our view of what we need and how much we think we need in order to live a happy, good life. I definitely have moments where I struggle with thinking that I don't have enough to be satisfied and I think to myself, if only I had blank, then my life would be better. And that blank line has a constant flashing rotation of words above it because no matter how much I buy, it never satisfies. And it's exhausting to be in the cycle of wanting something, maybe finally getting it, and then wanting the next thing. And it's almost like an addiction. I kind of compare it to eating junk food because when I'm constantly consuming things things I'm consuming I'm consuming I might feel an instant gratification short term but it's not really feeding my soul it's not nourishing my body as whole foods would do my goal by the end of this episode is for you to feel as though you do have enough and it's the most freeing happy feeling to get there because it's simple it's free It's in the present moment and everybody can get to that feeling no matter what your financial situation is. So with that being said, let's get on into it. So what inspired this episode is this trend that kept popping up on my TikTok feed on de-influencing. So if you've never heard of this trend, it's essentially the opposite of influencing as it sounds. So people are coming out and sharing their honest reviews and thoughts on items that they've tried that are typically hyped up and promoted by a lot of people on the internet. So I believe one of the original de-influencing videos talked about UGG minis, the Dyson Airwrap, and AirPod Maxes, items that you see everywhere, right? Like everyone is kind of bombarding you to believe that like you need these items there's so many other de-influencing videos on makeup and skincare products and people are saying you know you don't need this hyped up makeup or skincare product you could just buy this cheaper alternative there's mixed opinions as to whether de-influencing is just another form of influencing but i just found this whole trend to be very fascinating to observe because i personally love to know both sides to a situation and one of the products that I have been really in a dilemma about getting are AirPod Maxes. 
What was interesting is that when I first saw a few people wearing the AirPod Maxes, like when they first released, I had no care or desire to get the AirPod Maxes. I was like, you know, cool, but I don't wear headphones, so why would I want them or need them? And then slowly but surely, I started seeing more and more influencers, vloggers, guys, girls, people on the streets, just repping these AirPod Maxes. And subconsciously, I started to think like, wait, is this something that I need now to like, I don't know, fit in or to like, is it also practical? Like, do I suddenly need to buy AirPod Maxes to be a good editor? So throughout the past year, I kept going back and forth thinking, should I invest in these AirPod Maxes? Do I need it or do I not? And with this de-influencing trend, it kind of made me feel better about myself in a way because people were saying to me, hey, you don't need this. It allowed me to cross it off my wish list of things that I thought I needed. And honestly, like 95% of the things that I want, I don't need. Although these products can be wonderful, amazing, outstanding, brilliant products, which is convincing enough for people to buy them, the more important question is like, do you need it? So on one side, I have these voices telling me, you don't need it. You don't need it, Christine. You don't need it. And then on the other side, I have these influencers and influencers can be literally anyone in your life that influences you. Like it could be your mom or your sister. And these voices are whispering to me, I know you want it. You need it. Just saying. So it's like this tug and pull. And at the end of the day, it's up to you to decide. I know I don't need it, but do I really want it? I feel like all purchases, and I'm talking about like material purchases, boil down to things that are aesthetic or practical or both, or they're just for fun. The thing about it is that just because something is pretty doesn't mean that it's quality. And that's something that I've had to learn is that not all pretty things are practical, but sometimes the thing being pretty in itself is practical in that it makes me happy. And just because something is practical doesn't mean it's necessary to survive, but it can definitely enhance your life. Uh, Like, you know, you don't absolutely need plastic organizational containers, although it's practical, but it can really make your life better. Everyone has a different budget to spend from, and this can change also depending on what season of life you're in. And the same person can approach spending money differently. Like me, seven to 10 years ago, when I first started making money, I spent without thinking. Like I truly felt like I had all the money in the world to spend when I first started spending money. And it was just this crazy phenomena to me because growing up I would always have to ask my mom like to borrow her credit card and like I would have to really butter her up and like ask her if I could please 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 make this purchase on Urban Outfitters and so it was like my dream to one day be able to earn my own money and buy whatever I wanted and so when I first started making my own money 
I finally was allowed to buy anything I wanted, all the clothes I wanted, all the like random lush bath bombs I wanted without having to ask for permission or feel judged. Those decisions were all up to me. And it was a very strange feeling because I pretty much bought everything I wanted. I almost didn't know what I wanted, honestly speaking, because I was young. At that point, I wasn't really thinking about like bigger things. Like I didn't think to buy like a house or anything like that. The things I wanted were very small and I bought all those things. You would think that if you're able to buy anything and everything you ever wanted that you would be happy well I was buying like literally all the Funko Pops I ever wanted I was buying all the clothes the bath bombs um, and I just wasn't happy I felt exactly the same I looked around and I was like okay cool but I still felt empty inside these things were filling up my space and my closet and my drawers but it wasn't filling up my soul. Like, I'm not even joking you. I just felt empty inside. And I reached the point where I realized, dang, maybe things don't really make me all that happy. And that's kind of honestly how I flipped turn 180 and decided I'm going to become a minimalist, Um, which is funny because being a minimalist also did not make me happy. (laughs) And I wouldn't even consider myself a minimalist today. But that is a separate episode. Anyway, fast forward to today. I realized that I don't have all the money in the world to spend on anything and everything I ever want. I'm much more frugal, believe it or not, compared to back then with how I spend my money. But I'm in a similar boat where a lot of times I still feel discontent. And a part of me still believes that if I had more things, I would be more content. Truth be told, I love things and I love to buy things. It is one of my favorite pastimes, honestly, to be online shopping, to be looking at videos of things that people have and buy. I remember seeing this ad on a bus stop that said, Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy marshmallows, which are kind of the same thing. Granted, that ad was for a credit card company, but it makes a valid point. I can't deny that money and things increase my happiness levels. Like, it's just fact. The solution isn't to just stop buying these extra little purchases because they don't provide long-term happiness because sometimes I buy things for short-term happiness unapologetically and I don't regret it necessarily. A few weeks ago, I was influenced, dangerously influenced by TikTok once again. I was scrolling and I started seeing people eating freeze-dried candy if you've never seen people eating freeze-dried candy uh just think of candy that's extremely puffed up in size and when people bite into it it makes this really satisfying asmeric crunch sound and you could almost hear the sugar crystals popping in people's mouth and you just like want to taste what they're tasting so what did i do i bought a mystery pack of freeze-dried candy online. Do I regret buying it? Yes, 
and no. First of all, this mystery pack was supposed to be a mystery pack of five, and I only got four. I don't know what was up with that, but it was kind of my mistake in trusting in the mystery pack because three out of the four I did not like because I didn't like the flavors that they chose for me. So I regret that. And could I have lived on without trying this? Definitely. I would actually say that it was more gratifying to witness people eating the freeze-dried candy through a TikTok than me actually eating it myself because the taste of the freeze-dried candy, the experience was just like, a, it was like a barely a 6 out of 10 experience. But it's hard to say because my husband and I got really excited when the package came and we had like a fun little moment of testing out these little mystery freeze-dried candy packs. It was like a 10 second experience per candy. I feel like that was a very minor consequence of impulse buying something that I could have possibly regretted because you know, worst case is that we just didn't like the taste of the candy. It maybe it probably wasn't good for our teeth or our health, but it was fun and now the candy's gone. We ate all of it and it's no biggie. It's not that serious. But if I were to continue impulsively buying things like that, there are serious downsides to really bad shopping habits. These downsides can lead to credit card debt. It can lead to clutter piling up your entire home slowly but surely and all of this clutter can lead to anxiety regardless of even being in debt or whatever your financial situation is like I think even celebrities who have all the money in the world buying everything that they want um they could still have anxiety and depression and it's not going to be resolved by buying more things so there will always be things to buy. Like literally, there will always be things to buy. Even if you bought everything that you wanted, there will always be more things. And so you will never, ever, ever be satisfied. I'm just going to tell you right now, straight up, if you're relying on things to satisfy you, you're never going to be satisfied. I thought it would be interesting to share my perspective as an influencer. I know a lot of influencers hate that term, but I'm just going to embrace it. I would consider anyone who influences to be an influencer. No, duh. But yeah, I think even as an influencer, I still get influenced. I would say I definitely felt this pressure even when I was first starting out making videos. I always felt as though the most interesting thing that I have to offer or to showcase are the things I own and my outer appearance to keep things visually stimulating. Whether it be my background and my home has to be very pretty or whatever I'm wearing has to be really pretty. I have to be really pretty. Like all of it needs to look pretty. Not only that, I also have to always be switching it up so that people don't get bored or sick of me. On top of that, as an influencer, I'm always searching for the best of the best 
newest, brightest, shiniest products because I just, I don't know, I feel like I have to be kind of in tune with that and on top of it. No one ever told me to be, you know, it's just kind of something that I placed on myself. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to you know, really look into what products are good because I want to be able to do that work for people so that it's easier for people to make decisions just by my recommendation because I know not everyone has the time and energy to search up reviews and to buy and try new items. So I'd rather be the guinea pig in trying out new products and then telling people like whether it's great or not and to share like my favorite things Um, because I look to other influencers and I see things that they use and I'm like oh cool like they seem to like it so I want to try it because I trust their opinion so as an influencer myself I feel like I have that responsibility this isn't necessarily true but I just feel like people will get tired of me wearing the same thing or even my background being like the same exact background in every video in a way like I think it's true like I get sick of editing my videos sometimes when I see the same exact background when I wear like the same exact things and even if you aren't an influencer even if you're not making money on social media I think everyone can feel this small pressure to appear a certain way even with your peers And if not your peers, like sometimes even strangers, it's weird. And I don't know if this is just me, especially when I'm going shopping lately. If I'm going to a hip thrift shop specifically, I see so many young stylish girls shopping around me and I just feel so unhip and unstylish around these people (laughs) and they're literally strangers but I still feel self-conscious probably won't ever see them again I still feel this weird pressure to be visually appealing and in a way placing my worth in my appearance and the items covering my body basically what I wanted to touch on with social media is how dangerous it could be sometimes if you're not aware of how it's influencing you social media normalizes a beautiful life and beautiful people and productive people and people constantly wearing new things buying new things showing new things eating new things everything seems so new and stimulating And sometimes I get this messaging that this is normal and my life, since it doesn't look like that, is not normal. Like something's wrong with my actual life because it doesn't look like that. You know, my life feels so unexciting in comparison. If you looked at my camera roll right now, my camera roll is truly 80% of my cat sleeping on my lap and maybe some food and maybe some random screenshots like that's it that's it this is why I never feel like I have anything to share on my Instagram stories because the story of my life is my cat on my lap and food apparently have you ever bought something online and you're waiting for the item to arrive and it's almost as if you're waiting for your happiness to arrive Because this is what happens all the time to me. 
If you've been keeping up with my videos in the past few years, you would have noticed that I have kind of switched things up in my home from time to time. And one of the biggest purchases that we've made for this home is this shelving system that I am directly staring at right now. <laughs> it's right in front of me. Right when we moved to this apartment, the first thing I ever bought was this media console. It was like this orange toned wood media console. And over time, I decided I don't like the color of this wood and I was gonna stain it to a darker color. So I bought this like espresso wood stain. And I honestly thought that this would make it like a coffee brown toned wood, like a dark, deep brown. Essentially, it turned the media console espresso black. I'm just saying that to make it sound fancy, but it made the media console black, okay? And we didn't do a very good job of staining it. So there were like melting clumps of the wood stain, like in places if you looked closely. And so I was just like not satisfied with this whole situation. After about a year-ish, I decided, wait, like this media console is really bothering me and I need like a new media console system. So fast forward, I bought the media console of my dreams. I bought the media console of my dreams. It's actually a shelving system. So it's a media console, plus it has shelves for books and it's customizable. So in the future, I could rearrange how I want it to look. When I placed the order, it was gonna take about like four months for them to even ship the system and then like another month or two because there was like a shipping delay situation happening. And so for months and months, I was just waiting and I would look at the wall and I would smile knowing that my dream media console was coming any moment now. And once it comes, I will be so happy. Of course, after months and months, it finally arrived. After a week of struggling to assemble it and put it up and finally getting it all arranged, I was happy. And I would sit at the table that I'm sitting at now. I would always look at this media console and I would be really happy and content even with this media console. But what do you know, pretty soon my eyes got used to looking at it. And my eyes started looking for more things to improve. After I bought my dream media console, I started looking into other things that I wanted. Um, and every time I bought a new thing for the home, I would just wait. And I was literally waiting for my happiness to arrive. And more recently, I bought these pillow covers from Etsy and it said that it was gonna take like a month or so to arrive. Uh, finally, it arrived like a month later and I put the pillow covers on. I took a few steps back and I smiled and that was that. I was like, okay, cute, but I'm already on to the next in my head. More recently, I was looking at my wardrobe and I sighed audibly and I just thought to myself that I have nothing to wear. Not that I don't have anything to wear, it just felt like none of it really felt like me. So I was looking at my wardrobe and I was so unsatisfied with the contents of my wardrobe. And then I went out, I looked around my home and 
I was so unsatisfied with how my home looked too all of a sudden. I was just like growing all of these feelings of discontentment. And out of nowhere, I just thought like, ugh, if only, if only, if only I had this, 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 if I could just change everything right now, um, buy all the things I wanted, like then this feeling of discontentment would be gone for good. I've had this really bad habit of believing that things will make me happy. Things will make me feel content. And I relied way too heavily on waiting for something to be mine in order to be content or feel like I had enough to finally be content. But that contentment never settled down. I wanted to talk about finally how to feel content. How can we finally feel content? My level of contentment shouldn't depend on the amount of things I have or my financial conditions because those things are fluctuating and fleeting. I think a lot of us fail to feel content because our eyes are always looking outward and elsewhere instead of just right here and right now in the moment. And you almost have to close your eyes and shut out all of the outside influences that make you believe that you don't have anything or you don't have enough. Even if you're not in an ideal place in your life, I think it's almost so liberating to know that you have everything you need. And even if someone took away all of your things, you have all that you need almost right inside of you. And it almost takes away any sort of fear or anxiety or longing because you're able to see that you have everything that you need and you're right where you're supposed to be. No matter what any sort of influencer or de-influencer tries to tell you, you're the one who could decide for yourself what you need to be content. What I realized for myself is way more satisfying than consuming content is actually creating content. Creating content, even taking more photos in my life, allows me to find the beauty in my everyday life. Being able to make things with what you have instead of just buying things is so filling for me when I'm constantly consuming content I feel like I'm lacking but when I'm creating content my heart just feels bigger it feels more abundant and I feel like I'm giving versus taking and in a way to me that's way more gratifying you can be content without ever buying any excess stuff but let's be real you know you will continue to buy things that you want. So how can we approach spending in a way that it could still be a joyful activity, but we don't do it in excess? So for me, I think the best way to tell whether or not you need to buy a new item is by letting time tell you. So my way of doing this is if I'm shopping at a mall, for example, I will walk on it. I first heard of this trick when buying a new perfume, you first spritz it on your wrist and walk around the mall, let the scent marinate into your skin and, you know, just kind of walk on it 
and come back and see after some time whether or not you like the scent or not. This also goes for any sort of purchase you're thinking on. More often, I am shopping online, so I will leave the window open. I'll add it to my cart sometimes, but I won't hit purchase immediately. I will just allow some time to allow room for me to meditate on it a little bit and ask myself if this is something that I really should get or not. Sometimes when there are sales going on, there's this sense of urgency and I feel rushed to take advantage of the sale. It's almost like this scare tactic in making you feel like they're going to be out of stock, they're running out, you need to get it because of the limited quantities. This could be very tricky because I would never encourage anyone to buy something just because it's on sale and because they're running out. Like you have to almost be prepared for the sale to happen. There is something to buying something full price. Even paying more for something is almost as though you are bidding for an item for more because you believe in it more. It's almost like an investment. Like for me, when I was paying so much more for my Pilates classes, I was much more inclined to go every single day. And if I was offered the same classes for half the price or for free, I would not go as often. No, I would not. And if it takes you missing out on a sale and waiting and having to pay full price for it, I think that's not the end of the world, especially if the sale isn't even that big of a sale. If it's like a once in a year, like rare sale, you've been thinking about getting that item for forever, like, okay, that's great. That's amazing. But if you didn't even know that you wanted something and then all of a sudden you want it because it's on sale, that's kind of a yellow flag. Like slow down, calm down, give it some time, breathe a little, you know. This is why I believe sales are dangerous because they make you believe that you want something that you never knew that you wanted in the first place. I guess I'm going to break down real quick my approach to buying things in the different categories. So my approach to buying new clothes is, again, I really try to take my time and slow down my shopping process. You have to prioritize what is important to you. For me, it is very important that the item is wearable, that I could wear it at least 10 times. I mean, I don't have a specific number, but I want to make sure that I get a lot of use out of the item. Like I don't want to buy anything that's super trendy that I'm only going to wear once or twice for like a photo. On the rare occasion, maybe if I have a fancy event, I might buy an item of clothing that I don't wear too often. But for the most part, the second thing that I think about is my lifestyle. And for me, my lifestyle is very casual, comfortable, and therefore Comfort is a huge priority when it comes to clothing items that I buy because I am usually at home, I work from home, and I just want to feel comfy and cozy, but also cute. Wearability and comfort. Those are my two main priorities. You have to observe the items in your closet that you reach for most often and least often and buy more of what you always wear and less of what you never wear, you know what I'm saying? 
what you wear already is very telling of what you should buy more of and less of. When it comes to beauty products, this includes skincare and makeup and maybe even hair products. I only buy one of what I need and sometimes I buy like a backup if I see that I'm running low on a product. So like I'm kind of running low on shampoo and conditioner. So I bought a shampoo and conditioner ready to go after I use up my current shampoo and conditioner. And I have like some backup toothpaste. Otherwise, I don't like to have more than two of the same product. The only exception is having different shades of a specific product. With lip products, with eyeshadows, with blush, I like to play around with different tints and colors. And I've always been kind of good with that. I've never really been tempted to buy more than I need when it comes to skincare and makeup because for one, I don't really have that much room to hold a lot of skincare and makeup. And I'm pretty loyal to using one product till it's gone. Like I don't like to two-time my beauty products for whatever reason. I mean, isn't that normal or is that not normal? Because I can't imagine even having like five different foundations at a time. I kind of think of it as having five different brands of milk. Like why? It's going to expire the last type of spending that I'm very guilty of is spending a ton of money on a new hobby. When I get obsessed with something new, it becomes like my new identity and a personality trait almost. And what's funny is that I won't even be fully immersed in the hobby yet, but I will like buy all the things so that I'm ready to delve into this new hobby. Uh, for example, recently, I think at the beginning of this year, I, <laughs> this was kind of embarrassing to share, but at the beginning of this year, I read like maybe 30 pages of a classic book. And I was thinking to myself, wow, this is amazing. And I bought so many more classic books because I decided that I'm going to really get into classic books this year. Yeah. And then more recently, I started working out and I thought to myself, wow, okay, I'm going to be a workout girly now. I need to buy myself a whole new Lululemon outfit to like really enter this new era of mine. It sounds nice. It almost sounds necessary. But when you really think about it, you don't need to buy a whole starter kit to try out a new hobby. Like you really don't. If you really find a way you can start with what you already have. I mean, uh, sometimes like sports and things, you literally need to buy equipment to get started, but maybe you could even borrow some equipment before you fully commit to this new hobby. You could try it out by borrowing things maybe. You don't need to buy like everything you need to get started and then kind of realize midway that you don't actually love doing it, you know? The way that I'm trying to approach investing especially in the bigger purchases, is by rewarding myself. So for example, when I started this podcast, going back to the AirPod Maxes that I was very tempted to get, I really wanted to buy them right away because I kind of convinced myself like, hey, you know, I'm starting a podcast and while I'm editing the podcast, it'd be really nice to have some noise canceling, surround sound, headphones. I convinced myself that it's necessary. And, you know, it would be really nice because right now I'm using these really old AirPods that glitch out every now and then and they aren't noise canceling. So I still kind of want to treat myself to new headphones, but I don't 
need it right away. And I told myself that I am going to reward myself with these new headphones after doing a whole season of podcasting. If I can consistently post at least 10 episodes, I will treat myself to the headphones. And I might even change my mind by the end of the season and decide that I don't want it. I'm kind of holding off on that purchase and making sure that this is something that I truly want to keep doing before rushing into it too soon. And you could do this for any sort of milestone in your hobby or achievement in your career even, like for working out. Instead of buying like the new running shoes right away, even though it might seem necessary, you probably already have shoes that you could run in to begin with. And so you could set a reward for yourself like maybe if you reach a certain mile time then you could reward yourself with new running shoes because at that point you will know whether or not you're actually going to commit yourself to running I used to always think that if I'm going to start a new hobby like running I need to buy like the best pair of running shoes I need to buy like an apple watch and a water bottle and like new leggings and a sports bra in order to really jumpstart this running hobby but that's not the case first try it out to see if you even like it and then continue to do it with what you already have because that's kind of a real test to see if you enjoy the hobby for the act of doing it or is the idea of it just exciting to you because you get to buy new things in the realm of that hobby when it comes to the hobby of reading I had to get real with myself and ask myself do I enjoy buying books more than I actually enjoy reading because those are two separate hobbies and if I really want to get into reading like I should start reading what I already have because I have plenty of books to choose from already and I don't need to buy more books. This episode was quite the struggle bus to record for whatever reason. I have a few missed calls My cat was going crazy. My mind was all over the place, but I hope it came together somehow. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Right now, this podcast is free and ad-free. So if you would like to support, you could do so by going to the very bottom of the show notes on Spotify. And if you ever so please, you can become a supporter with a small monthly contribution. And this will just help to sustain future episodes because this does take a lot of time and your support would help out so much. So again, definitely not required, but much appreciated. If you want to keep in touch with what's going on with this podcast, you could follow at the Glow Hour podcast on Instagram. Um, I am going to be taking a break the following Monday. So I've kind of decided that every three to four weeks is going to be a break so that every season of the year, I'm going to be doing 10 episodes total. So three breaks every season. There will not be a new episode, but the following week, I will be back. Thank you for being with me this past hour. You are glowing. You have everything you need to be content right now. All right, I'm a toodaloo. Goodbye.